I'm Chanel. And I'm CO. And together we are the Energy Goddesses. We are using our journey through healing to inspire, motivate, uplift, and heal. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Energy, Energy Goddesses, Goddesses Podcast. We are back, guys. Episode four, Ain't No Hood Like Motherhood. And today we are talking about motherhood. Um, as you guys may know, C and I are both mothers. We have daughters. Um, so this is a special topic and it's nice to talk about. And we figured tons of other people can relate. Mothers, fathers, hey, if you can. Um, but yeah, so we kind of jotted down some questions and thought we would just bounce off each other like that and talk about our journeys through motherhood. Motherhood. <laughs> I learned a lot with motherhood. What? I think I've learned probably like the most important thing through yeah. motherhood. Definitely learned a lot. Shout out to all the moms out there. This is <laughs> one thing I can say about motherhood. When you are the nurturing type, I'm talking about listen doing everything that you need, changing you. Motherhood can really bring a different side of you out. And we want to get into the reason on why, or I am with these questions, and I'm pretty sure Chanel feels the same way. We're going to get into the reasons why we feel that way. But I thought it would be good before we get into the questions to tell our pregnancy stories. Oh, Lord. When we found out, like, and talking to our moms, those relationships, okay. what we were thinking when we got pregnant, like, yeah. just a little quick backstory, because okay. that's where it really started. Starts, yeah. With the pregnancy test. You could go first. <laughs> so, crazy part is, I um, had a lot of struggles with, like, I wasn't supposed to be able to have kids. You know, doctors be saying that nowadays, and then you somehow pop up pregnant. But that's what happened, so. That's why I'm going to trust them most. Okay. I went to Atlanta on a trip with my daughter's father. I took a pregnancy test before going to Atlanta and it said negative. So I'm like, oh shit, all right, we finna turn up in Atlanta. Like, we gonna have a good old time. So we had like the best fucking long weekend ever. We turned up, had a great time. The plane ride home, I felt sick as fuck. I'm like, no. I said, I'm when we get home, I'm taking a pregnancy test. He said, like, well, it's negative. So like, it don't really matter. You could take it, but it's gonna be negative. So I'm like, all right. So I go in the bathroom, I take it. And you know, at that point, I'm like, oh, I just did all this drinking and shit. And it came up positive. And I was like, I remember coming out the bathroom and I was like, come here. He was like, what? I was like, come here. He was like, what? And I was like, look. And he was like, we're having a baby. And I was like, yeah, I guess we're having a baby. And then I would say like tell my mom was pretty easy. Cause like I was pregnant prior to Olivia and I miscarried. So then, I mean, when I got pregnant with Olivia, kind of everybody was like, oh, okay. And I was like, you know, if it happens, if I make it past, then I, I'm, gonna have her because obviously that's something that's meant to happen so my mom was like supportive but my mom the one thing my mom did tell me she was like you having a baby is going to completely change your life she was like it's gonna change your guys's relationship mm-hmm. she's like so i just want you to be prepared because what you think may happen and what's gonna pan out mm. may not mm. and i mean was she right 100 <laughs> percent, but that was the only thing she said. And she was like, I just want to make sure that you are able to care for her, this baby without any thoughts of him, without any thoughts of me. Like you're going to be able to take care of her by yourself. And I went and I thought about that and I was like, yeah, so I'm going to do it. 
And moms now, be knowing. They, they do. Christina, yo, boy. <laughs> yes. They be knowing. That's a good a story. So for me, it was October <laughs> 2010. And I know exactly like when and how it happened. I had got sick. So this is before knowing I had lupus. But this is when like all these symptoms and crazy things was going. So I was sick. I was in the hospital. All this stuff was going. And when I finally felt better, it was off because I had birth control. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, I was going into nursing school. But at this time, I was taking prerequisites. So I didn't get and I was still on taking medication. So I didn't know you take an antibiotic, it counteracts birth control. Mm. So, you know, I'm finally not sick no more doing grown business that we <laughs> had grown. no business doing. And I found out I was pregnant. When I found out I was pregnant, um, I told my friend's grandma, like, that's like my grandma. And I'm like, my mom, I'm pregnant. I went over there. I was home. First of all, I was home by myself in the bathroom. And I'm like, holy shit. I had two tests. That had three tests. So that's six tests. Okay. He was making sure. I was making sure. So I called my two aunts, Loie and Kaleda. And Kaleda was living. I don't remember where, but she came from where she was living. And her and Loie brought pregnancy tests. So now we have a bag full of tests. I'm like, but I'm still thinking it's nonchalant. So, you know, they come and my brother is, you know, we're all living at my parents' house. And my brother's in his room and he wake up because we're in a den. And he come in the den and he's like, fuck you crying for? And I just show him the test and he's like, oh, shit. Well, I guess I got to step it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what my brother said. So my parents are in New York at one of my cousins. I don't know if it was someone's funeral or someone's birthday party, but they was in Brooklyn at an event. And then um, the next day, my mom came. So I called my grandma. And I told my grandma and I'm like, grandma, you got to come over. And, you know, my friend came over and we hand my mom the bag and the test. So my mom looked at my friend and she like, not me. <laughs> and then my look at my grandma, everybody. <laughs> like me, bitch. Right. And my grandma started laughing. So she looked at me and I just started bawling my eyes out, like crying like crazy. And my mom said the same thing. My mom was like, what do you want to do? And, you know, my grandma's like, we don't really believe in abortion, but right. that's you. like, we don't want you to feel like you have to do that. Right. Like we're a family. But my mom told me like, at the end of the day, are you going to be able to take care of this baby on like you have us, but right. on your own, right. like without a significant. And I already knew what it was there. So I'm like, it's my decision. Like right. it's up and it's stuck. I got a challenge. I'm keeping it. And then. We told my dad, and my dad didn't talk to me for 72 hours. I will never forget that exactly 72 hours. He would go to work, come home, go to sleep, go to work, come home, go to sleep. And on that last day, he called a family meeting, and we was all in the kitchen, me, my dad, my mom, my brother, and he even called the dog. Our dog was alive back then, but she wasn't allowed <laughs> the in the dog's kitchen. Like, so the dog had to sit you? by the kitchen door, and he was like, you know, Steel's having a baby. This is a family thing. We got to support her. And it was ever since him and Cece like this, Cece and my mom like this. And, you know, we do the damn thing. Right. Mom and started and it never stopped. It's a continuing process. Yeah. It's forever. Right. It's a forever bid you Mm -hmm. sign up for. (laughs) So I guess you want to jump right in to. Yep. All right. So what does motherhood feel like to you? 
Who said I wanted to answer? Uh, well, I went first on the pregnancy. <laughs> it's only right. I'll give it to you. Uh, what does motherhood feel like to me? So motherhood is euphoric mm-hmm. in a way for me to explain it. Um, there are very hard times and it gets difficult and there's times where we all cry and like, oh my God, like, you know, but the reason why I say euphoric is because no matter how hard for me personally it gets, the only thing that keeps me pushing to want to continue or when I think about something and wanting to give up or I have those bad days or even the up days and just looking at her, that's the best way that I could feel it. I'm going to explain it is euphoric because it could be anything going on. And even when I'm frustrated and sometimes, you know, I try not to, but I take it out on Sierra. Like right. or she notices it, but I'm quick to go apologize. And she just, there's nobody else in this world that is going to love you like your child. Right. Whether they understand you're wrong, whether they understand your hurt, whether they understand your pain, your joy, your excitement. It's just always when she comes like, unconditional love like it's going to be okay mom Mm -hmm. or let me show you this or she show you her work and it's something that she says about like me being a mom in in general and you know Cece knows like you know Cece Mm -hmm. knows she's very smart she knows how busy I am and wants things to be differently but she understands and she just finds that like when I'm sick when anything is going on that's that's my road dog I know she's gonna have it Homegirl got me a Tesla keychain and a mini Tesla truck <laughs> for my birthday like four years ago and was like, this is for when you get your Tesla, you could put your key on a keychain <laughs> and this is the truck so you could look at it because you're going to get a Tesla. Right. Like my baby bought my Tesla. Okay. <laughs> Before anything. Right. Right. How about you? I would say it's one of the greatest gifts that God has probably ever bestowed upon me. Um, but it's also one of the most stressful Challenging. things I've ever, and look, I'm getting all emotional, inc- like encountered in my life. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's just so, it's crazy because it's like you become responsible for another mm-hmm. human being to, you know, care for them, nurture them, love them, teach them. And hopefully you pray that they'll become a successful, they'll contribute something beautiful to this world. Um, so I would say it, it's very beautiful and it's very amazing, but it's also one of the most stressful roles I've ever had to play in my mm-hmm. life. Um, there's not a role like it. And it's a selfless role. Because there's a mm-hmm. lot of times where you don't get the credit and you don't get the acknowledgement and you don't get the recognition, but you still have to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's that's a fact. Yeah, it's that a challenging right there. It's it's very challenging, very challenging. Oh, you want me? Okay. Um, when you found out you were going to be a mother, did you feel like you had all the tools to navigate motherhood? Hell no. <laughs> and if anybody said that, you're a motherfucking lie, because it's a never-ending learning process. And why I say that is someone could prepare you, you could watch, you could babysit every kid in the world, but every day times are changing Mm -hmm. and you can't predict what's going to happen 
what your child is going to come home and say, feel, think, what the newest trend is going to be at, what you're going to have to teach them, what they're not going to understand. So no, I was not prepared. Right. Did I think because everybody always called me Mama Seal. Mama Seal. Like, yeah. you know, they just knew like, and I'm just that I've always been that strong minded type person. Right. Like we talked about that in the last episode or whatever. Um, that's one of my toxic traits, but the tools, yeah. absolutely. All I knew was that I was going to do what I needed to do. Right. Did I know what I was doing to a certain extent, but I was scared as hell. Yeah. Like I was terrified, that- not to mention I had a very, which you did as well, traumatic pregnancy. Yeah. Like, and a traumatic delivery, yeah. but I did not have, not a goddamn tool. No. I didn't even have the box to put the tools in. <laughs> I feel like, no, I didn't have the tools, but I knew I had a heart full of love. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I knew, like, I could, I was going to love her the way she deserved to be right. loved. And I knew that's the only thing. And now that I'm older and, like, she's older and it's like, why the fuck did I ever think that was going to be enough? Right. Because now I'm like, it takes money. It takes patience it mm-hmm. takes emotional maturity it mm-hmm. takes all these different things and all i knew was like i'm gonna love her right. that's all i know is i could love her and it's gonna be perfect and we're gonna be good and then you know real shit hit the fan and it's like well it's not just love like it's a whole bunch of shit combined so i only had a nail i ain't even had the tools nothing to screw the bitch in i didn't even <laughs> have the nail i just <laughs> all knew. i had was the nail of love and i knew that was i just thought that was gonna be enough i had the directions with no tools <laughs> I had like that I, I had I had this paper with shit all over. You know the IKEA directions with the two guys. Yeah, like, that's basically what you get. Like right? the two guys talking, you don't know what the fuck they saying or how to shit. set it up, mm-hmm. but you're gonna figure it out. Did you feel supported by your family? I would say I don't have a big family, so yes, um, it was really just my mom and like my sister and. My mom straight told me from the jump, like, whatever you decide, you know, I'm going to back you 100%. I will be there for you. I will support you. I Like, I don't care who's involved, who's not involved. Mm-hmm. We will figure it out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I always felt supported um, in that sense. Um, I kind of already answered that question. Yeah. But, yeah. And, you know, my family go deep. So yeah. <laughs> my brother was like, all right, this is what he's about to do. <laughs> My sister was like, them two were the parents. They called themselves the parents. Like, that's our kid. You're giving birth to her. But like, even today, Essence is like, you got to learn how to braid my kid's hair. (laughs) She still (laughs) says it to this day. Like, there's, I I have to be grateful for my family. I have a very, very good support system. And I think people don't realize how much a support system is needed. Mm -hmm. Um, Because honestly, I couldn't imagine not having people to depend on. Me neither. Me neither. And it's not even a fact of really needing it because I get it done. But you I need really it. Try, you do. Right. Like, try not. Because some people, there's a difference from literally needing, like, the financial support, yeah. whatever, all but of even that. even just a break. But just the, right. Like, just to be able to be, like, be able to call somebody sitter, and say, right? yeah, Or like, if something comes up suddenly out of my control, I couldn't imagine if I decided like, to move I can't to another anything. state. Yeah, no. Or not have those people who literally have nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Yeah. If you that's really figuring out because listen, I'll be crying and everything. Right. <laughs> uh, what was oh? How has motherhood helped you heal? Woo! <laughs> we gonna take a break and come back to the story. <laughs> all right, back from our little break. You know we was getting all emotional. 
<laughs> That's going to be a tough one. Not a tough one, but a real one. Right. So we left off saying, how has motherhood helped you heal? So I'm going to try to hold it together. <laughs> motherhood really it's different ways. One, it made me stand up for myself. Because if I couldn't stand up for myself, how can I stand up for her? Mm. Like, she looks up to me, or your kids, literally, like... You're their first role model. The first role model. And when I tell you, she literally is like a shadow mm-hmm. of mine. Like, now that she's getting older, but motherhood helped me heal because... I just thought about all of those moments and it made me appreciate a lot more. And I thought about this differently because we talked about it before with our moms. I would never knock my mom. My mom is an excellent mom. I love my mom. Like she's best friend, right hand, always there. But the journey that I'm on, that we're on, my mom wasn't on and my grandmother wasn't on. So by me being a mother, it pushed me to want to better myself. And in return, it makes me, because sometimes me and my mom bump heads and our relationship may not be like what it was when I was a little girl, Mm -hmm. because we're on different paths, we're on different vibrations and it's nothing wrong with it, but sometimes it goes. But I just feel like motherhood, Sierra healed me in being a mother because it forced me to be a better person. And the better person that I'm becoming, I hope that it will change my mom so that it's a ripple effect. Right. So it helped me heal in those many ways, like with my health and things that I didn't care about. Not not care, but like, you know, I had to get it together. Like I had, what else can I do? Because this is not working for me. And I have somebody else that's dependent on me. Right. You know, like before I came to my dad's house and making that decision and things that I do, I had to think about Cece every step. Like, is this going to be in the best interest of her? Am I, I'm taking this risk, but what are the odds compared to the the cons? You know what I mean? When it came to leaving different relationships, friendships, whatever it was, family ships, I had to think about the best interest of her. And although it may hurt her or she may not understand the part that healed me the most is being able to explain to her why and letting her understand so that she would never have to feel that pain unknowingly mm-hmm. without knowing how to be able to navigate through it or right. what her options are if she comes into a situation. So in a nutshell, <laughs> in a nutshell. I'm proud of myself. That's yeah, and me. should be. I'm proud of myself for not crying. <laughs> <laughs> right, you got through it. I got um, through it. I would say... When you become a mother, you get an opportunity to heal not only your inner child, but your inner mother. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, it, it's a lot different when you were raised a certain way and you want to completely stray from that. It's Especially for myself, I parent completely opposite than a lot of people. And I'm okay with that. And I'm, it, it's me. It's what I do. Mm-hmm. But through my relationship and being a mother and parenting, I had all of these issues coming into becoming a mother. Like I had a lot of trauma, a lot of, just a lot of issues that I had to navigate while also preparing myself to become a mother, while also then having the child and having to parent. Um, so I would say being her mom has taught me one, to tend to my inner child, to work on my inner child, 
but not only that, but to be like the mother that I would have wanted my mother to be. Mm-hmm. And not saying she wasn't a good mother, but what I would have needed and what mm-hmm. I would have wanted. And I've also learned through it a lot of things about myself that mm-hmm. I need to work on, that I mm-hmm. need to kind of let go of. Um, I think the biggest thing I've learned is like that she is her own person and I am not here to interfere with her journey. I'm mm-hmm. here to guide her on her. That's all I am. Mm-hmm. Like people take that. You're I'm the parent. This, this, no, you're, yeah, you are the parent, but at some time they're going to become an adult and they're going to live their own life. Mm-hmm. And what I hope is that I give you all the tools to get through this life. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm here for. Mm-hmm. I'm your guide on your own journey. And right. I know better. I might know what's best for you. Right. Because I've been here longer than you right. because I've been through it. But it's not my choices to make. It's my, all my thing is to watch you, to tell you like, hey, maybe here are some tools. This is, how about this? What about this? But ultimately it's her decisions on what she does. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned is that like, as you have to learn how to let go kind of. Right. And right now she's only five. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to get better with that. Cause as they get older, mm-hmm. they start getting into boys or girl, whatever love and all. you have to learn how to kind of like take the back seat and let them kind of steer their own way, but make it a safe space. Yeah, exactly. So they feel comfortable coming. coming because imagine if you're just always like, I know, I know you don't know nothing. Like your kid's not going to tell you anything. Right. What are some of the biggest challenges you face in motherhood? I just kind of said letting yeah, go, letting go, letting go. Right. I, what I've had to learn is to let her be, let her do dangerously things carefully. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, like obviously I'm, she's still young. So she's still doing things that like give me anxiety, but it's like, I cannot project that onto her. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as long as she's doing it safely, mm-hmm. like we have a thing with the monkey bars, mm-hmm. I really don't want you to get on the monkey bars, but you know what? You have to take your own chances and you have to learn. But it's like, I let you do dangerous things carefully and I have to learn how to let go and let her make her own decisions and say what's best for her. Like if she thinks she can do it, okay, you go ahead. I agree. I think that that's pretty much the same challenge for me. Um, learning when to let go and to trust her. Because I have to get better. I still take her clothes out. And it's not that I don't like her style because she tells me what she wants and what she likes and I pick it out. And even the situation with the phone, um, you know, having her screen time and some of her conversations and, you know, things like that, being able to trust her because she's a well, everywhere she goes, she's, she's going to make mistakes. She is a kid. She's going to try my time. She's going to test patience and see what she can get away with and what she can't get away with. But I have to be able to trust that and let her know, like. I'm about to have a freaking preteen, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would agree that that's one of the biggest challenges. It is. Mm. Well, let's skip the next one. Let's do that one last. Okay. All right. Um, what do you know now that you didn't know or thought you knew before becoming a mother versus when you became one? So what I thought was that I would lose like everything, like being a mom. My mom was so scared of the connection because my pregnancy, just everything that I was going through, she didn't think that I was going to be affectionate. And I think that stemmed from, you know, kind of our dynamic Mm -hmm. a little bit. So I thought that 
me becoming a mom, it was going to be, I knew I would have to work hard, but me also being a single mother, I thought that it was going to be way harder, like almost impossible. I thought that I wasn't going to be able to, you know, still enjoy my life, wasn't going to be able to provide and be a role model for her, you know, wasn't going to be able to do things. But as I came into being a mother, like, and actually had her, it didn't stop anything and I was still able to enjoy it. If anything, those challenges were hard. Like it's hard as hell even doing it, but it motivates you more. Like, excuse me, some people really feel as though they lose their self and they can't do anything and they just wrap their self up in their child. And I wasn't sure if I was going to be like that. I wasn't sure, you know, because you hear stuff from different people and how it is and what they expect. I wasn't sure what I was going to be. And I just was afraid of, okay, am I going to be able to finish school? Like, am I going to be able to go back out with my friends? You know, I'm going to have to look for a babysitter. I'm not going to be able to do this. Uh Like, this is my decision. You know, I'm just a grown up now. Like, I can't even, you know, enjoy my moments in growing in myself. But having her, I can say, because I got pregnant at 19, which is still young. I was over 18 in today's society. But it's still a baby. baby. I was 19, had her at 20. She turned, I turned 21 and then she turned one in July. So I was still a baby and I was late to the game. I was late to all of it in general. So um, I would say that that's something that I didn't know now was the fear. Like just because you're a mom and these mom groups and even this podcast and opening that space, it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world and you give your all that. That's all it is. Motherhood. Motherhood. You can mother, but like we said, you can heal yourself and get to know yourself. And that's if, what happened for me. Right. If you're not the best version of yourself then you that you can be, then you're not being the best version that you can be for your child. Right. Point blank, period. Right. And I agree that it was the same thing for me. It was the fear of like, I got to, I'm not going to have anything. I just got to stop. Now I got to throw. And I did for a while. I threw myself into motherhood. I lost myself. I completely, like literally, I couldn't even recognize, recognize myself in the mirror. And then at some point, my mom was like, just because you have this baby does not mean that you need to stop your life. life. Like, you still get to be who you want to be. And she was like, at the end of the day, she was like, that that was her biggest regret, regret was like, you know, I did what I had to do. I didn't get to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to do anything because I had these kids. I had to take care of them. And she would always tell me, like, I don't want you to do that. Like, you still have a life. You need to accomplish your dreams. You need to travel. You need to. And I used to feel bad because it was like, I went on my first vacation when Olivia was six months old. I was like, I feel bad. My mom was like, no, she's with me. She's fine. Go enjoy your life. Mm -hmm. Like, you deserve it. You take care of her 365. It's okay if you get a vacation once in a while. Right. So I was like, all right. So then I started to realize more like, okay, I need to, I need to vacation more. And I need to, because you got to take care of yourself. Point blank period. And that's where I got to like, when she was like two, I was like, that's when I kind of started to come out of my rut and was like, Chanel, you got to take care of yourself. Like, because you're not being a good mother right now. If you can't be good to yourself, then you can't take care of her. her. Because then that regret, all that buildup. And it is. You, when I look back now, out. I missed a big part of her life being in that rut. Like right. her first year I was, I went through really bad postpartum depression. And like, I wish I could get that time back to be intentional Mm-hmm. about the time that I was spending but it was like I was miserable so mm-hmm. I didn't I missed that first year right I was there but I wasn't 
Yeah, it's learning because it for me, you know, in that I didn't take my first vacation till 2018. <laughs> I think it was when I went to Puerto Rico. Cece was seven, bitch. Girl, and I'm all like, bitch, that you better go. Too late. Like, like yeah. I, I always had an excuse. And at that uh-huh. point, my friends kind of forced me. My right. parents forced me. And everybody made a way. So, like, shout you out had to that. Point. I you had to go. I and made it. And, you know, even now, like. I say that I need to give more time to myself. My, yeah. But I feel like now I'm grinding and I'm doing a lot of work mm-hmm. more than it is play. But I felt regretful because of school. Like I spent right. a lot of her first years in school. school yeah. So like, you know, I went through that rut, like, no, I can't do this or I can't, or, you know, CC grinding. I got to make sure she has this and do that. So it's like now I'm starting to realize like if I don't make myself happy and prepare the foundation like you said, I'm not any Trickles, good to right. her because I'm going to be regretful that I didn't get to do this and mm-hmm. it's going to be too late. And as she's getting older, she's going to understand realize that more and realize see. it. And I don't want her to feel like it's her fault. Right. I don't ever want her to feel like that. That was my biggest thing is like, <clears throat> and it's like something about Olivia. She was like communicating with me, telling me like, I'm not a burden. And at some point I was like, she's not a burden. Right. She's, and when she was old enough, she went on vacation with me. We went to DR. We went, but it's like, your kids are not burdens. They don't stop your life. They don't, they stop your life if you allow them to. Right. That's what I'll say is if you want to be that, and hey, some people, their lives are devoted to their kids and good for you. Kudos. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. to have a life outside of my child. Right. Point blank period. Chill, if I have more children, I, I got no, right. I can't be a hundred percent just your mom. And that's all I am. Like I'm, I'm the type of woman, like I'm very, like I need to have myself. Right. I need to be somebody outside of right. your mother, his, what that's just me personally. Like right. I need to have more. Um, what would you do differently? Um, well, I kind of touched on it, but I would get help. Yeah, I would get, get help. help. I yeah. would have went to therapy a lot sooner than I did. So that I could have got it under control and so that I could have been intentional with the time. Because those are, you don't get it back. I had a miserable pregnancy, miserable fucking delivery, miserable first year. And when I look back at pictures, I just, I want to cry because I was just so miserable. I'm like, I hated everything. I did not want to fucking even be here. I was like, it's Mm. horrible. Life is bad. Um, So I would say get help. And if you are, in general, if you're a new mom and you're not prepared. And I think that was the biggest thing with like postpartum is like, I wasn't prepared for all the changes. Like I just thought it was going to be a little bit easier than it actually ended up being. Mm-hmm. So I would say I would have got resources that I needed. Right. 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 hundred percent. Um, what things did you have to let go of and stop? And what things did you start once you became mom? Mm. That's a good thing. I would say what I had to let go of was like crowding her. Because, you know, when you go through them steps of them starting to crawl, them starting to walk, and you want to kind of monitor everything and be like, I had to kind of let go of that and kind of let her do her own thing. And from the jump, Olivia like, was always a very smart kid. She doesn't really, like, test my limits. Like, she's just like, I don't know. She just goes with the flow. She mm-hmm. just doesn't even care. She's just here for a good time at a long time. she just be going with it. And I, I say all the time I'm really blessed and I'm scared to have another kid because I'm like... If, that what because she was bad like when she was an infant like she just the whole first six months she cried every single day all day all night it's like six months hit and something changed and like she's just an amazing kid like she don't bother me she don't really so it's like i had to kind of stop crowding her like and she'll even now be like mom i got it like i can do I it know. I know <laughs> and i'm like okay my bad like damn i'm just trying to help you 
Um, what was the second part? Um, what things did you start? I will say I started, Olivia and I, we, we always have dates. That's like our thing. And it used to be like book dates, like bookstore. Cause she used to be like really into like, she wanted a new book all the time. Um, but we always, I always make intentional time for her. So we have like dates and things like that to keep us kind of, so that we can check in with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do better as your mom? What do you think you could do better? Cause listen, I, we gonna go back. It's not just going to be like, that. like, she'll be like, how do, how do I think I could be a better mom to you? And she'll be like, how do you think I could be a, and we'll go back and forth and we'll have our little conversations. Obviously age appropriate, but mm-hmm. that's our thing. I, um. So what I had to let go of and stop, it didn't even have anything to do with Sierra. It was for yourself. I had to let go of being that yes type person. And I still am the caring and doing, but it's not the same. I had to stand up more for myself because I needed her, like I was saying earlier, to see. I wouldn't want her to be the person that I was. Right. Like looking at it now and reflecting because I see her already following in those footsteps. So I had to stop that with me mm-hmm. and start teaching her the right way. Like letting her know when to stand up for herself, letting her know when it's okay to say no or doing this and doing that and don't change who you are. Um, what I do need to start doing more is being more intentional. So what we started is we put affirmations on our mirror and we yeah. say them in the morning um we have been trying to start those dates more mm-hmm. often because like i said it gets so busy it and then she goes to her dad's and like we lose time and then she's at that age where we do have some dates set up and then my little cousin call her yep. and she's like would you be upset you know so we do need to get back being more intentional we just had a nail date so mm-hmm. we just went and got our nails done um and it's going to be coming up for us to do that again um, but I'm going to do this weekend, allow her to, she brought cupcakes home and she won't be here for my birthday. Uh-huh. So we'll do something this weekend, but right. I had to stop my bad habits and then start learning. New and, good ones. Yeah, good ones and teaching her Teach, yeah. what I'm learning. Alrighty, so... How has motherhood changed you as far as the person you are now at this present moment? I think we kind of touched on that. I yeah, grew. Through all the points. Yeah. I grew from it. And we've been saying that in so many episodes. Moreover, for myself, more than anything, I should say, but also through her, it's the practice of gratitude and discernment, accountability. Like, those are my three things. Gratitude, discernment, accountability. Because you have we have to take accountable for ourselves. We have to be grateful and appreciate like what we have, even through like the bad, because you know, some people unfortunately, especially being black women, they lose their life or their child. Right. Some people don't have the tools that we had or the strength that we have to better their self for their kids and they're still surround it like their environment like literally the place the people the things and you know it makes them toxic and I don't like to say anyone's like a bad mom although I've used that terminology but then these last few weeks and you know in our journaling and Mm -hmm. just talking we don't know what they've been through. through and a lot of times if they don't know it should be I believe that 
And maybe it's wrong of me to believe automatically something should kick in and make you that nurturing and want to be there for your kid. But it's not exactly. I can't deem somebody else's problem or tell Mm -hmm. them what to do. But I can just honestly say recently my outlook and views on a lot of situations and people around me brings discernment, Mm. accountability, so I can take accountability and know how to make these changes Changes. to practice discernment Mm. and just being grateful that I am the mom that I am and that my daughter looks at me as such this role model when she could, some of the times in what I'm doing and when I feel bad, I think I'm a bad mom, but she never thinks that of me. Like she, they, both of them hold us to such a high standard that even when we think like in our, we be fucked up. <laughs> what? Be fucked up. They don't even know, but we they be don't. so fucked up. My life is so fucked up right Shambles. now. Shambles. I'm putting the shit together. The pieces are every fucking where. I'm putting it together. But my daughter. They don't know. Look, she don't know. The she best. looks at me and she's like, you're the best mom, you mm-hmm. know? And them little things make me feel bad. And she doesn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. So that's where it's like. I got to stop thinking and judging other people and how they are because who knows what they're going through? Who knows right. what's in their house? Who knows what their role their, model is? Yeah. Some, like, sometimes you don't need a role model to want to change yourself. Sometimes your situation may want you to change for the better, but mm-hmm. I can't be in somebody else's mind. Mm-hmm. So I can... I guess that's the answer to my question. <laughs> Gratitude, discernment, and accountability. and accountability. Those are good ones, though. I would say the, I don't even know what the question was, but I remember patience, patience and understanding for me have been Mm. the biggest things because Mm. before live, I had no patience whatsoever. It was my way or the highway. I'm not waiting for it. Uh, Nothing. Having a child will test every single fucking patience mm -hmm. limit you have. Mm -hmm. So one thing I will say is she brought me a long way with my patience. Mm-hmm. I, and everybody always says, like, you are so patient these days. And I'm like, listen, I don't even know how, but shit will change you. And then understanding is more or less because I had I had to come to grips with, like, the fact that, yeah, I'm her mom, but, like, she's her own person. And, like, as she gets older, and it's so crazy because as you see your kids go through these different, they turn into different people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll be getting emotional because I'm like, one day you're, you were this little baby who couldn't say nothing and I had to do everything. And then you became, you know, a little bit more independent, but you still needed me. And like, now she's at the age where like, she don't really give a fuck about me. Mm-hmm. She's doing her thing. I'm finna go watch TV. I'm finna go do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. So it's like you, like an understanding of like where we're at, what you need from me mm-hmm. in this time of your life. And that it's taught me a lot, but those are the two main things that I didn't have prior right. to becoming a mother was patience nor understanding. Right. I can agree. <laughs> What's the most rewarding experience? I would say for as of now, the most rewarding experience is when somebody comments on your child. Like I always get all the time. Like we, I'll never forget. We were in the grocery store and Olivia must've been fucking with this lady. Excuse my language, but she must've been messing with her and like waving to her and blowing kisses and stuff. And the lady came up to me and she was like, you know, I just want to tell you that like you have, an amazing child like she is going to be an amazing person in this world and I just want to let you know let you know that in case you ever think you're not doing a good job and I was like thank you she's like because I was having a really bad day today and she was like and I swear your daughter must have known 
and was just like blowing me kisses and waving at me and smiling. She was like, and it literally brightened my day. She was like, she's so, she just gives me the vibe that she's like compassionate. She's kind. It's like when people comment on your children Mm -hmm. and how they act and behave, it's like, you'd be like, yes, I'm doing something right. So I would say that's the most rewarding experience. I think that'll continue to be the most rewarding experience for me is like other people commenting on how she handles herself. Like, cause that's a reflection on me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what I do as a parent. Yep. So. I have to say the same thing. And I, I probably talked about this man in all the other seasons, her teacher, listen, Mr. P ain't even going to put his name <laughs> out there like that. Mr. P hands down to him because he held it down 10 toes. Okay. <laughs> like literally coming, coming, I fought my ass to put CC in a good school district and one of the best school districts. Not that it was anything with Pemberton because I went there and of course I would want her to go where I grew up, where her friends are, right. where our family lives. But reality speaking, she's too smart. So pre-K four, going into kindergarten, her pre-K teachers was like, get her out or else she's going to be bored and she's going to be teaching other students. She needs a challenge. For her and Medford, all her teacher was great. So she came. All of them still are great. But Mr. P, he wrote it down. And the things that he would say, like when they had the presidential election and Kamala Harris was in, just in general, when Megan, Princess Megan, entered the the uh, royal castle or royal family and just different life events. He made sure and just seen it in Cece, like your daughter is going to be whatever she wants to be, whoever she wants to be. She's respected. She's smart. She loves the kids. She does things. And he's like, you're doing a great job. Like I'm a very active mom in school. It's hard for me this year because his teacher isn't like the rest. Right. Um, And I believe I get it. He's preparing them for middle school and going forward where they have to be more independent. But her third and fourth grade teacher, because it was the same teacher, hands down. And that always made me feel good because me being a young mom, me coming there, you know, young black and, 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 you know, and and the moms and the family. Oh, what do you do? Where do you live? And like, where I was, where's your husband? Husband, Like, bitch, mind your fucking business. Where's yours? Like, I got one, yeah, and I don't need one. <laughs> exactly. Like I'm, we're doing just Shit's fine. great over She's here. Great, shit's great, shit's mm-hmm. great. So that was always what I thought. Like, here's the black mom from Pemberton. Like, here's because I always told him where I came from. I was never shy. Like, this is where we're from. Da 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 da. Her teacher, and that was the most rewarding experience. One because she's in a predominantly white school. Number one. Number two. He didn't have to say that and embrace it. Till this day, he'll send a random text message. He sent me a random text message not too long ago. Like, all of the fifth graders think, you know, they're so grown and cool. But anytime I see your daughter in a hallway, she makes sure she says hello, waves. You know, they can't hug like how they used to and shake hands. But he's like, she just always brings the peace. And that was one of the most rewarding experiences. It is. In addition to Cece telling me we said our affirmations the other day. And when we were walking out the house, she was like, one of my affirmations is for my mom to find true love or soulmate. Oh. Wait, so pause the other day. <laughs> Olivia, we sit me and dinner. She's like, <laughs> she was like, do you have a true love? <laughs> 
I was like, no. She was like, I can't wait till you find your true love. It's amazing. I oh said, bro, you fucking know. Know true fucking show. She's like, Bluey's dad. His mom, their mom is her, his true love. Oh my God. Yes. I was like, Cece no, is out here like, I, I, look, she manifesting it for you. I manifested I my mom to find true love mm. or her soulmate. Go ahead, Cece. And it's those things that her like manifest for me too. Okay. It's <laughs> her aunt and me to true love. Throw me on that. Throw me on that affirmation too, sis. But yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Motherhood. It's a journey. It's definitely a journey. It's never ending. Because your mom forever. Never ending. I don't care what they say about when you turn 18. Ah, that's true. Because then they have grandkids. They still don't kick her ass. Right. At that age. And they have babies and you become grandkids to those babies. And like, especially with daughters, it's just different. Yeah. They got babies and then their babies have babies. And then, damn, I'm just like this grandmother, great grandmother, great great grandmother. (laughs) It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. But it's a rewarding experience at the end of the day. And it is. And I would say if one thing, because I know different people have different circumstances and like you go through different things with your, could be your child's father, your family, your friends, like let your child be the most important thing, Mm -hmm. like to see past all the bullshit. Mm -hmm. Because we can both attest here to say that it gets messy. It gets messy. messy, And, And sometimes you never figure it out, but put your child first and that's what i try to do that's all that matters because as long as that's what you're doing i'd be then you've done what you exactly as long as it'll keep you out of jail at least in jail (laughs) exactly if it wasn't and i'm just learning that i'm just because i'm just getting out of it and it's like we're co-parenting and it's like i always put her first like listen this is the this is the most important thing anything else you're talking about i don't give a fuck like it's beneath me i don't care Right. We need to keep it about this. And that's hard too. Maybe it is. we should do that another segment, co parenting. Yeah. With that because it's it's, it's eleven years and it's a hot fucking mess. It came a long way. I have to say uh-huh. that. It came a long way. But as a mother it's never ending. first, it's never it, it's never for really lifers. Ended. It's it's, it's gonna be for lifers, right? For <laughs> lifers. So either like we gotta get along at right. some point. When are you gonna realize? Or we need to respect each other's respect, boundaries exactly. and like if we ain't gonna get along, it. then we just gonna do respect what's best for her and not right. talk. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Motherhood, there's a lot of decisions that you have to make, you know, dating. There's so much yeah. that you have to think. Oh my CC's eleven. Hold on, but just a whole other topic. <laughs> CC is eleven. They so know what they like age. motherhood, there's just so much into it and moral of the story is you got to take it day by day and again you have to always put your child's interests first you do come first your priority your mental health i agree with all that but there are some things in motherhood that you could still do you without putting your child you gotta put your pride aside sometimes that's the biggest thing right 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 if we're talking about co-parents sometimes you got to put your hurt your pride all that shit to the Mm -hmm. side you're mad you don't want to be with you you're mad this you're mad I'm not mad at that. No, not you. Oh, I was about to say. I'm just saying in general, like, because there are times where you'll go through those things, regardless, everybody will say, like, you'll have this ample co-parent. No, when you leave somebody, y'all split, there's anger. There's bitter, there's there's resentment on both sides. Yeah, exactly. You got to put that to the side and say, okay, what is the best best interest of the child? That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother. We're going to do that another day. (laughs) Because I got some things to say when it comes to that. She got, got some, some shit to talk I got some about. to put on the table. Got some stuff. But it's things that I've learned. And yeah. all I want is for somebody else to learn. Because there's things that I wish that I could go back and do differently to a certain extent. Right. There's understanding that I wish that could be there. And in motherhood, again, it's a never-ending process. Mm-hmm. We're always so mama yeah. bear. Yeah. Like, it's mama bear, Talk our cub. Her. 
So, you know, but yeah. Before we end, y'all, we wanted to end on a little bit of a lighter note. We're trying to start something new. And we're reading a book. If you guys want to join us, you can yes. join the book club with us. Um, we're reading Vibrate Higher Daily, Daily. by Layla Dalia. <laughs> we was having a debate on how her to say name. her name. But Layla Dalia. Y'all heard it on the last episode. We, <laughs> la, 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 la. we got it, girl. Yes. Layla. Layla. So join the book club. A couple of us are in it. We're actually going to talk about the book when we finish it because it's just, it's elevating. It is. Very elevating. Um, But in the book, she was talking about raising your vibration and being in a higher vibration and it, everything affects it down to the music that you're listening to and vibrating on. So we thought that it would be nice to share what music we're listening to. So what's your high vibe? High vibrational song at the moment. So right now I'm going to go with the song that I was playing in the background because it goes with the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I Am Woman by Emmy Melly. Yes. That I word. love that song. Yes. It, it makes goes. you feel like. It, it powers. It's empowering. It's empowering. It's empowering. Song. Yes. My song is Tim's yes. Free Mind. It still is. On point. On point, And I feel like it resonates with this episode too, because to be a mother, you have to free your mind from a lot of stuff and know that you are still human at the end of the day. Um, so those are our songs for the week that we're vibing with. Uh, we're going to start a little playlist for the podcast yeah, and share our tunes. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll get ratchet. We'll get hood. Okay. It's all types of stuff, whatever the mood <laughs> is at the time, but as long as it's intentional. So what's your affirmation? So I went with today. I'm a better parent when I take care of myself. Ooh. Okay. Hello. (laughs) I felt like that. Repeat that. I am a better parent when I take care of myself. That's a, that's an affirmation for y'all right there. That was deep. I'm going to go with motherhood is a sacred nurturing luxury. Embrace it. I love that. Embrace it. Embrace it. That's all we have for y'all tonight. We'll catch you on the next episode. Be safe, y'all. You know what? Let's take a deep breath in. Let it out. Make sure for all the mothers out there after listening to this episode, even if it's two minutes, five minutes, whatever you want, take a little bit of time to be intentional and be with your child. Tell them you love them. Tuck them in tonight. Say an affirmation with them tonight or in the morning. Just take something from the episode and know that we're here. We're all supporting each other. We sure are. Thanks for listening. But before we go, let's end on a peaceful note. Chanel, want to take it away? All right. Let's take a deep breath in and out. Can we do the thing? Let's do it.